0: I no longer chase the title. I chase the atmosphere. I chase the day to day. I chase the culture, the people. Like, I don't chase the title.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Sports Artie Snippets. I'm Liz Waluka, a registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you a sports dietitian guest that will share advice, insight, and rewards of the profession. Snippets of their own career path to becoming a sports RD. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sports RD Snippets. Hope everyone's having a great summer. I'm so excited for this episode today. We have Nicole Kylie on, who is currently the Assistant Athletics Director for Nutrition at Iowa State, which is such a cool role. I'm really excited because I feel like, you know, we talk about directors and sports nutrition and like assistants. I feel like that's more common on the job board, but actually we're seeing more of assistant athletic directors for sports nutrition. But I don't know if I've ever been educated on what that really means. So I'm just really excited for everyone listening to learn more about it. and. I don't know if people would think I plan episodes really far ahead or how it kind of works but I kind of just let life happen and take it day by day and so most of you know that I also have a new job and so I kind of thought there's so many jobs out I feel like so many people I know are in new jobs or maybe I interviewed them in the past on sports or do snippets and you know the path they were on then they're in a totally different role now. So. I hope this topic relates to a lot of people and Nicole's awesome so if you already know her you already know how amazing she is and if you don't know her at all you are in for a treat. Nicole Kylie is currently the Assistant Athletics Director for Nutrition at Iowa State. Kylie comes to Iowa State from UNLV also known as University of Nevada Las Vegas where she served as the Director of Performance Nutrition from 2017 to 2022. Kylie's exceptional department leadership helped to support the clinical and sports performance needs of UNLV's 515 student-athletes. She was integral in the launch and management of their first athlete-only training table and fueling stations. Kylie maximized relationships with the School of Hospitality and School of Health Sciences to expand her nutrition and culinary team, further enhancing the sports nutrition presence across athletics at UNLV. She's a master's level registered dietitian and board certified specialist in sports dietetics with over seven years of experience in collegiate and professional sports. Let's jump in and let's meet Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. How's it going out there in Iowa? What's going
0: on in your world? What is going on in my world? Um, So we're brand new to Iowa. I'm 31 weeks pregnant. Oh my gosh. job. Um, Life is good. It's a beautiful summer out here and no complaints. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored. This is like legendary in our our niche. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you. I was just thinking
1: about how I met you. I don't know if you know this because most people might have not told you this, but the CPSDA virtual boot camp. I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> listening, if you were there, I feel like that was Nicole's like claim to fame. Or I don't know. Like, I can't believe I didn't know you until then. And even then, it was like virtual world. So I never got to meet you, but um, it was like the best virtual tour of a university. Will you tell everyone what you did exactly because it was kind of like this. You know, we're having a virtual boot camp because of COVID. This is in 2020. Right. I was speaking about like how to get your foot in the door and I mean at that point we all just knew like, you know, it was going to be virtual, wasn't me in person. And usually when you're in person, um it's usually at like, you know, a big university and the person there will show you their training table and their setup and all their fueling station mm-hmm. and all that. And there were like three virtual visits and I didn't really think much of it. I was just like, oh, like, this is nice. They're doing this because, you know, we can't be there. And the Cole's segment just like knocked it out of the park. Um, and it was just amazing. So can you just talk about that?
0: <laughs> you are to too about. kind, honestly, that is way too kind. Um, I remember Brett Singer reached out over fall and he had kind of said, hey, we want to capture three sports nutrition realms at different levels you know so i was the honorary non-power five or you know whatever if people knew behind the scenes how stoked i was it would have totally ruined um the ambiance of what the video ended up being and if people knew what a poop show we were behind the scenes (laughs) which is total college athletics at its finest Uh, obviously mid-COVID football had just ended for us and I had planned to do some filming with athletes or whatever well we had a full outbreak on the men and women's basketball team and like a full shutdown so the day before we were supposed to shoot we had nobody on campus and I was like okay so wait a minute is this supposed to be like 15 minutes of the Nicole show or what like what are we gonna do um anywho our creative team at UNLV was like young, really scrappy. And I basically said, look, man, this is what we're, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Uh, it was super fun. So we, we just highlighted some of our sport performance members, the chefs. Um, can you remember? We, we, we did it all. Our, our athletic director, who's a roll up your sleeves at the time gal, she did an interview with me, you know, it was awesome. It was
1: awesome. Is yeah, that video like it. available
0: anywhere? Or Is it just like a hidden like? Gem? I have it. I I. You should release a copy somewhere.
1: It like there will was, make
0: your day. I don't know why it was so. <laughs> I gotta find it if it's public. But thank you. That's really flattering. Um, we spent a lot of energy um, pouring into that, and I was definitely proud afterwards. But it was one of those make That's it amazing. work, make it work moments for sure. I love it. Well, this episode
1: today, uh, as most of you probably realize the title, transitioning into a new role. Nicole is the assistant athletics director at Iowa state for sports nutrition. I said that wrong. Assistant athletic director of sports nutrition at Iowa state. And I just started a new job at Boston college as director of athletic nutrition. And I feel like so many people are starting new jobs, new roles. Nicole and I were just talking before we started recording. on like, the job board is blowing up. Like it's, It's kind of crazy, but at this point, it's just really exciting. Like, I feel like this is is. what everyone, the veterans, everyone has worked so hard for. And now it's like here. And um, I hope this episode today, whether you just got a new job or you're in a director role and you're like, I don't know what to do, or you don't even know what an assistant athletics director, sports nutrition does. You'll learn about it. But um, Nicole, can you take us to your career path up until this point where you started and where you are
0: today? Sure. So I've been a dietitian for 8 years. I'm born and raised in Southern California. I went to Cal State Long Beach for my undergrad and grad degree. Um, I knew early on in school that I wanted to be in sport, but honestly, I fell in love with nutrition. You know, I was active and pretty competitive in sports growing up, primarily martial arts and soccer. And as a young adult, fell in love with nutrition and exercise, which I feel like is how a lot of us find nutrition is through your own personal journey and not necessarily the most undisordered way of doing that, you know, <laughs> and we all see the light and then we feel like we have to help people. Um, and so, you know, California was awesome. It was a mecca of, of opportunity. And coming out of the gate, I got quality experience in clinical. I worked for a wonderful sport dietitian. Her name was Sean Hughlin. She's at the USOC in Southern California, and she was so gracious enough to be on my master's committee and then let me hang around and become a fellow and and get exposed to like USA Volleyball, Rugby, Water Polo, which was awesome. Um, And like really into that, when you feel like you're making some momentum, I actually met my husband. And he, uh, we met at a work conference, ironically in Vegas, and we got married like really fast. I'll show you that I'll spare the details, but we moved quickly, and within eight months, I was living in Indiana or Brownsburg, Indiana, and I ended up transitioning into a job at a skilled nursing facility, working like a little sport private practice on the side. You know, just happily married, and I, a year into that, we actually transitioned to Las Vegas, Nevada, for jobs in combat sports. So, um, you know, early in my career with my martial arts background, my husband was a collegiate wrestler. We had a huge passion for combat sports, mixed martial arts, wrestling, you name it, we wanted to do it. And Las Vegas was the Mecca. Well, I I, I say this for importance because later on down the road, you know, I always say no experience is a bad experience, even the ones that you think are a really bad experience. Um, so the jobs that we moved for Vegas for were was atrocious. I don't even, I mean, I've never been so anxiety ridden and stressed in my life. Um, But it got us to Vegas. And really quickly into that transition, there was a new athletics director in town for UNLV. And she came from Virginia Tech. Um, Desiree Reed-Francois was used to a really robust well-established nutrition department and UNLV had no nutrition department. My name got thrown in and I took a part-time job at UNLV and that expanded into a full-time role. I was there for four and a half years. You know, we can talk a little bit more about it later, but eventually became the director of nutrition at UNLV. And then just recently in April, I accepted the assistant AD position at Iowa State. Which, crazy train, that's where my husband was living when we met, is Ames, Iowa. He was wrestling out of the Iowa State Cyclone Wrestling um, Club on the senior level. Um, And so it's kind of full circle for us to be in Ames eight years later, or whatever, we've been together now, and living out the dream. So super blessed and and loving life right now.
1: That's amazing. I didn't realize you started at UNLV as part-time was it, was it really hard to, you know, was it when you started, were you always trying to be full-time or was it easier or, you know, coming from? I think
0: part times a stretch. I was a contract dietitian. Like they have LOA, LOB, right. And then different levels depending on the state. So I was actually a stipend. Like, I think the first six months I was like 500 a month, 500 bucks a month, working a few hours, like five hours a week or something. I can't even remember what it was. And then you know, the second six months it bumped up to he, they bumped me up to like 1500 a month. Right. And then the next year they signed me on at 20 hours a week. And then the next year it was full-time. I mean, just progressed. I juggled, a, a corporate wellness kind of like outpatient counseling job and a private practice. I, I really juggled a lot in my early twenties, um, just to kind of penetrate the niche, which is so hard as everyone listening to this knows how hard it is. So yeah, I mean. The growth was challenging it took a lot of advocacy but we were in a culture from an athletic department that they were really receptive obviously resources were pretty limited so you got to get creative and really push um, the needle but it, it's a full-fledged department now you know and they're continuing to expand it they just hired the new director They're adding a football dietitian, a couple GAs, paid students. I mean, they're doing it. So it's it's fun to think about.
1: Wow, that's amazing. What about your new role at Iowa State as the assistant athletics director for sports nutrition? Can you just explain what that is and maybe what the difference is between an assistant AD role and a
0: director or just kind of what that means in our industry? Yeah, that's a really great question and so pertinent right now. I think if anyone was at the CPSA conference, there's a new paper coming out that really helps shed light on some of these categories and what that scope should look like. And I'm not gonna do it justice because there's many people that are part of the the paper, but um, there's a lot of people that were a critical part of this. And what they're doing is they're trying to educate um, athletic directors and sports medicine departments on you know, what these categories of a dietitian should look like when, you know, based on a staffing model, when should you expect that person to just be a clinician? When should you expect that person to then expand to travel or individual team support, right? What's a director look like? What's an assistant athletic director look like? So I think we're still defining some of these categories, but uh, Iowa State specifically, you know, they launched their own all-in-one student-athlete performance building, right, which is really the, the way that yeah, things are going. and a huge investment into training table, fueling stations, um, wanting, you know, more custom team support, um, very successful athletic pro- programs, and so they wanted really department, higher level department oversight, right, not just in the weeds, but being able to have a seat at the table administratively To have vision and be able to um, document trends and advocate and yada yada yada, and so um, I'm super blessed because coming in we have a fantastic dietitian, Rachel Voet, who's our director of football nutrition. We have two associates now who are are full time dietitians under us. There's like four of us full times right now, and um, you know my role is one, to provide some stability, of course, some continuities. Um, My goal is that the staff that we're working with from a nutrition standpoint feels supported, knows that I'm I'm willing to be in the weeds with them, but also they have a close advocate. Because I think that's where a lot of nutrition professionals at these conferences right now are going, hey, 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 you know, how do I advocate? How do I penetrate administration? I think that's um, what my role is. That's how I see my role is bridging some of all of these hats together and really defining what our scope of practice can look like based on our demands and staffing model, you know? Yeah, no, it's interesting
1: because obviously it makes a ton of sense just thinking of you at the top and and the right pillars and that creates sustainability. And obviously the way models are just naturally working now. I don't think, most of them are intentional, you know, people didn't know in 2015 that you can have one dietitian for, you know, 600 athletes, but now mm-hmm. it's like it's blatantly obvious that that's not going to work. So it's really cool seeing like departments, you know, set dietitians and their student athletes up for success. I mean, we know, we obviously know what we do, but to see the seat at the table, um, like it's almost just like, well, how could we not, you know,
0: with it's great. Doing. It's, it's so refreshing. And I hope we continue to push the needle as a group, all of us, I think we're doing that as evidenced by the job board. I mean, come on. I know it is crazy. What about when you were at,
1: when you were at UNLV, was there something that, you know, you learned about yourself during that time? Like, did you
0: kind of anything help you to like where you are right now that you might've not seen back then? Oh my God, Liz, what did I not learn at you? I mean, I could ask you the same question. <laughs> about me. No. Growth in the fire. Um, <sighs> Yeah, you know, you sent me a couple high level questions that you wanted to touch on. And so when I was gathering my thoughts and this one made me giggle, um, cause you know, sarcasm is a beautiful thing. And I did write a few things down and I'm, I hope I want to capture this. Please, please do. That's how we prepare our guests for success. So um, first of all, I, there are no words to describe how grateful I am for UNLV. the, the amount of growth and evolution that I experienced as an individual and a professional during that time can never be taken away. I'm so eternally grateful because I feel like most of us are driven, hardworking people that are probably have the potential to be really solid dietitians. Right. But where we struggle is, you know, the, the, the trendy stuff, the sustainability, the connecting the business side, the um, work-life balance and integrating family and yada, yada, yada. And um, there were some key things that I feel like I took away that are from day one at Iowa State, I just felt like I was starting with a clean slate with a level of perspective that without Unalvi I would have never had, right? I would have been going in blind. And the first thing I wrote down was mature authenticity. Okay. So I've always felt a great deal of um, success comes from a level of authenticity. People want to know that you're real. Your clients want to know that you're real. Your coworkers want to know that you're real. They obviously want to know that you're effective and, and high level, but you have to be able to connect, right? Like in our niche, you have to be able to connect with such an amount, different amount of people, at different levels: head coaches, administration, clients. It's it really takes a versatile personality to be successful. Um, but authenticity, depending on you know who you're around, isn't always. You have to be really strategic about how authentic you are, and what I mean by that is, um, you know. It's okay to be real, but like knowing your audience, if you're always venting or you're always just really informal or really casual, you know, that is not always perceived really effective, right? And so I think in such a in athletic, UNLV gave me the perspective that athletics, while very um, non-traditional and potentially informal, it's not, it's still very professional And you have to carry yourself as a professional and have tact and be able to navigate really complex situations, um, be socially intelligent. And you learn that through a lot of exposures and making a lot of mistakes and having really honest, humble self-awareness and looking back and going internally, maybe, yeah, (laughs) ooh, didn't handle that so well, you know, and What's so great about UNLV and obviously athletics is you have so many different types of leaders. And I re-fell in love with sports in, in the collegiate realm. You know, private practice, I felt a little starved of this. Being around such hardworking, motivated people, coaches, athletes, administration, man, does it teach you. level of resilience and knowing that you need a purpose and all those things. I found who I was in my identity and what my convictions were and my values at UNLV. And that type of evolution is what's going to carry me now for the rest of my sport career. If, you know, for however long I choose to be in sport, truly, I really believe that. Um, And, you know, in a, in a challenging season of life, which a lot of us early on in our career are are investing, like those are investing jobs. Like you need a lot of energy, you need endurance um, and you have to grow quickly and be really adaptive. Well, what that does is it really builds your self-confidence Um, and you can look back and you can have a level of confidence to know, dude, I can take on anything. (laughs) There ain't nothing I can take on but with humility, of course. Right. You're not, you're not walking around with a puffed chest, but there ain't nothing that's going to come across that. You're not like, okay, well just like roll up the sleeves and let's get to it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think what you were saying about the exposures and the mistakes, like that's your experience. It's like so it's everything. I mean, the way I feel now, and I'm sure the way you feel now, it's like, like you were saying, like, I don't think, I mean, knock on wood, I don't think anything can phase me. Like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. seeing it, bye. Like, I, energy shift, goodbye. Like, I just, you know, it's just, it's such a good experience. And I forgot we said at the beginning, you're like, every bad experience or every good experience is bad, but it's, even if it's that bad, it's still good or something. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's so good. So, like, when it's so tough, or you're like, oh, I just made that mistake. Like, that's experience. And that's why, I don't know, it's like worth taking that job that's maybe a little over your head because you're gonna learn faster because when you fail forward, you you figure it out sooner. So it's exactly. tough, it's tough, but that's awesome.
0: I mean, that's when you grow, right? If you can embrace that discomfort, you grow. Then there's no other way to grow but to do it.
1: <laughs> any advice for any of those new RGs out there, anyone that just got a full-time job as a director or just
0: any advice for anyone that's stressing out right now? Yeah, um, first of all, you're there for a reason and you're gonna do great. That I, I, You just always gotta lead with that. You know, you wanted that job and they wanted you for a reason. So let that comfort you and let that um, ignite your, your internal fire. But um, for directors, young or early directors, I would say, um, I think that there's really no better time to vet your vision, their vision, and really seek alignment then immediately when you transition. So I felt like my last five years taught me that during my interview process for Iowa State, we did a lot of those conversations before I accepted the job. And that doesn't mean I knew the lay of the land or knew exactly what I was getting, but I made sure that they knew what their expectations that they were communi- communicating, what I felt like would be needed to execute. Right. And so, someone who comes in, I think, you know, that assessment period is really important. And, um, it, and in that assessment period, I would say be bold and, and meet with the AD off the bat, meet with your direct report off the bat, and meet with maybe some key head coaches off the bat gather that information of what expectations are and define your department's vision and define some really low-hanging fruit goals that you feel like you can execute in year one and communicate that. You know, whether that's a follow-up email or memo or an in-service when you're introducing yourself and your services, you can say, hey, I've been able to meet with you guys based on the need. This is what we're going to try to execute. And the reason I say that is when you're young and, um, and I'm still in this category too, when you're young or just newer, it's so easy to not even know you're getting sucked into more things or not even know that you've kind of deviated from your original plan. And pretty soon you're like, wait a minute, why am I neck deep in Chick-fil-A orders for a travel team in Tennessee when I haven't charted for the last three days? You know, I mean, it's really easy to get there and not know how you got there and so i think that initial conversation allows you to then when you find yourself stretched and in the weeds bring yourself back and communicate right hey in reference we decided this you know the demand has shifted to this would you like us to increase our staffing model and meet this need would you like us to change our vision to meet this need or should we you know, find a way to set this boundary and manage this expectation, right? And if you can have that maturity and doing it in a solution-oriented way, you're going to be so successful because people just need communication. Most people are pretty logical. Most people are pretty reasonable, I feel. Um, We all have the same number of hours in a day. So as long as you can communicate and don't let yourself get to the point where you're torched and burn out before, and, and you get pissed off, frankly. Um, and then you're not delivering the message right at that point. I'm gonna say then you're not delivering the Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so the, you know think think high level. Uh, that's all I gotta say. You know, it's so easy for us all to get in the weeds. Stay high level, even if you have to do things as boots on the ground your perspective has to be high level and know like where does this fit into the bigger picture where does this fit
1: yeah I think to you being like maybe it's not as common being the first full-time but actually there are a lot of schools maybe in Mm -hmm. smaller conferences now but I think it's a good point about the Chick-fil-a thing just going back to that of like before you were hired someone else was already doing that so like they might not even know that you thought you were supposed to do that so just like I think it's better to go slower than like say yes to everything. I mean, the one thing I do like about food service, if you feel like it's a situation where it's going to put you like, you're going to have better presence with the team by doing something that's a sustainable food service. That's great. But like you're saying, if that's wait, like I should have been counseling, but I'm like ordering Chick-fil-A, which like, you know, the director of ops could have totally done. So um, I think it's better to be more cautious than be like, let me fix everything and be your hero. And then that will last a month. And then, you know, you'll be walked all
0: over, whatever. Totally. I feel like from a food service standpoint, the area that I'm really passionate about digging in, um, and this is a total personal preference, literally, because every institution is the same, but I feel like where I feel like we make an impact is really the preseason or camp. That's a time that I, you know, I personally feel our staff can relieve a burden for a short period of time, for those coaches so that they can really root. I mean, soccer, it's like two weeks, you know, before their first game, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so that if we can house them in house as a training table and we roll up our sleeves for a couple of weeks to alleviate the burden of coaches so they can really execute what they need to do going into season, I'm game for stuff like that. And I can also show, hey, we saved X, Y, and Z financially. That was the financial impact of that. But yeah, you can't let it bleed into Every single time there's an applesauce cup around, somehow that relates to the dietitian. Like, that's not how that goes. You know, we just don't. Every time there's that's food, it water does not have to associate to the team dietitian. It's just
1: crazy. unless the player ate it, it was adequately fueled and scored a goal. Right. Like, we'll take all the credit. Amen, sister. Oh, that's funny. What was I just thinking about? Oh, another thing, I don't know if you found this from you and I. I mean, we both just started our jobs, but I think. Well, maybe when you start at UNLV, because when I started at UConn, I came from SNP and I feel like, I mean, I was very young then, but I, and I didn't have any director experience, but I think I was like, oh, like, should I be doing this because we did this at UNC? And then you get, right. you know, you get your head. And like what I didn't realize when transitioning from that role to this role, I was one person, whereas UNC, it was like two full-time dietitians and two fellows, including me. And we were doing like hydration testing. And for some reason I, I thought like, oh, I'm going to come in and like do hydration testing. And then I think I called Lauren Link and she was like, Liz, do you even want to do hydration testing? And I was like, no. And like, it's just so funny because I just remember being so young and just being like, should I do it? And hydration testing has a, you know, great purpose and great point. But if you're one person, it was just so funny because I think you get caught up in like what maybe you came from, but then mm-hmm. understanding what makes sense for your next move. So mm-hmm. I've even caught myself, you know, from you know last move to this move, being like, wait, like if I did this in year three or four, at UConn should I be doing this in year one. And it's like, just go slow. Like you, you don't want to, I don't know, not go slow, but it just interesting. No, you the thought process. And it's like, yes, wait, that didn't have a plan, year one, so that you know it might start earlier here, but it's not starting tomorrow at three. You know. Put your wings is, down and then
0: water. the Yes. Table. <laughs> and it's a game of endurance. And that doesn't mean like pace yourself to the point of boredom and don't have, right. but it's absolutely a game of endurance and set goals that are achievable and actually make impact, you know, and then grow from there. There's nothing wrong with that. You're absolutely right. I totally agree.
1: I just remember being like, you know, you're just like, oh, I did this. Like, should I be doing that? And you're like, wait, do you even want to do that? Or like, <laughs> like no. <laughs> <laughs> and not once have I ever looked back and been like, I wish I did that. But that's you know, it's not a negative thing. It just that's not what I'm passionate about, and I didn't have the staffing to do it. And I'm glad I never spent time there. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that people shouldn't do, or like any like major, don't do this if you start a new job, or
0: yeah, I I mean it's
1: it can be for anyone, not even a new direct, like there's so many people to start. Maybe you're um, an intern starting your dietetic internship in a sports nutrition department or a new SNP or the youngest new director out there.
0: I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, one thing, so I have a couple different thoughts actually, and one is really practical and one's a little bit more high level. Um, I think being cognizant of professionalism, I just like, I cannot emphasize this enough with any upcoming young person or new person. Um, I I think that as I alluded to already athletics, one of the great things about athletics is it's a non-traditional work environment, right? You might have flexibility with your hours, flexibility with the way the office space works, your outfits, yada, yada, right? Well, if we're really being honest, Impressions matter. And there's a lot of impressions you're making on a day-to-day basis. And what I tell my, what I tell my students all the time is, okay, in three years, if our full-time person left and you wanted the job, right? The people on that panel that are going to be selecting the job, if they remember you as a college student and you were, or even just a young dietitian, you know, and you were not appropriate or didn't conduct yourself professionally or just seemed, or whatever impression you made, it doesn't really matter, that is not gonna work well for you long-term, right? And so I think that you always have to be thinking three, five years ahead from from that sense in how you um, present yourself being on time, you know, doing the little things right, um, really going the extra mile professionally because if you're a good dietitian, you're gonna, and you're professional, you're gonna climb. You, you are absolutely gonna climb. And so I, I think that's really huge. I think nowadays we're really lax in a lot of categories. And I'll tell you what, I weed people out very quickly through certain things. And it's not about being judgmental. It's about saying, is there a clear boundary between you and the athlete, right? Especially when you're young, can you differentiate between yourself and a college student? And would you be able to represent our department administratively, on a high level, at conferences. I like to think big. Would I be proud sending you to CPSDA on our behalf, right? Mm. Um, So I I think that's huge. And then, um, gosh, I, I...
1: you make a good point about the the dress though, because I, I feel like that's still, I don't even know if we should like discuss it because it's like such a gray sort of area, but I think the general advice, and we can discuss this, but sure. I think you rather overdress than underdress. And I yes. think you're right. It is so confusing in an athletic environment. Sometimes it's like the dress code is this way, or it's not really said. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, like you're saying, like the people, like in administration and the coaches and how you dress, like it it does matter, but I I don't think when you're younger, you're really ever thinking about that. So just finding that ground between, you know, comfortable, but professional and that you're representing more than yourself, but it's, yeah, it's interesting.
0: And everyone has their own opinion on this. So I really don't want to project my own personal like level, but you know, use that within reason for me, I go, do I look like I'm working out or going to work?
1: Oh, that's perfect. I think that's very appropriate. For I mean, that's like kind of where I
0: start. Right. And then my informal is no boobs, no butts, no bellies. Okay. And oh, that you know, that's a great um, PC from an HR standpoint, but like, it's a great place to start, um, you know, and, and men too, like, come on, man, let's not look like we just rolled out of bed, men and women, like, let's look like we cared today. And by the way, that's coming from someone that's a mom that absolutely wears a hat and their hair is not done every day. And I rarely wear makeup. You know what I mean? Like I'm not coming off this high horse. I'm just saying there's a way to present yourself. So you look like a professional.
1: (laughs) I like it. Um, Also something kind of random. I feel like when you're an intern, like maybe you make a mistake and it's like, you might not think it's a big deal. And maybe it's honestly not a big deal, but the person you're reporting to or overseeing you like knows that maybe you relate to that team talk or like something. Even if you think nobody knows, like somebody probably will find out. So just like own it and like email the person, like, hey, I just want to let you know, like I messed up, I arrived late. And like that will probably get you more bonus point. I'm not saying mess up on purpose to like do that, but I think when you're younger, you don't like see the whole picture and like people will notice. That's a really Ugh, weird example. And I is. don't think I have many. So that's a real thing. I don't I don't do that often where I find interns it not, is. but
0: I think. I think one of the things that, um, the one of the mantras, and I didn't even realize it because you just triggered me, but a year ago, or, or maybe it was in COVID, I don't even know, I think I started saying details matter, the details matter, and it doesn't mean you're a control freak, it just means that the details matter, and honoring people's time, and it shows respect, and Um, Again, that you you brought forward effort. There's just so many ways to show that you're taking something seriously, right? You know, a recruit comes in and you're not sitting down on your phone before they walk in the room. I mean, just little things of how you carry yourself that are gonna make you embraced by that team on a high level. And that if you can have that self awareness early on, you're gonna thrive. You know? I love it. What I feel like you have just good stuff. Just spill it. tell us. Tell us all your tricks. No, not at all. Okay,
1: I know you didn't prepare for this, but any any advice that you've ever gotten that like you didn't agree with? Mm.
0: Advice I've ever gotten that I didn't agree. Or like
1: with. just general like advice, maybe another sports dietitian set. Like, you know, when we all might have our own opinion. I'm not
0: trying to stir the pot. I just think we can Yeah, agree. that's a really good question. Um, I think in athletics there's so many different types of people and um and I think that knowing your who you are and what feels right to you is really important and what I mean by it, it's not really right or wrong but like there are people in athletics that cold-hearted could leave a place in four seconds and this isn't a bad thing by the way could cut it off in four seconds disappear and go to the next job because quote, that's athletics. Like we're all here to, you know, and and it's funny cause like, I think for coaches that's kind of embraced and expected, but then like and like support staff you're kind of expected to close out your cases and it's a little bit more clean or, or whatever. Um, My point is because there's so many different perspectives in athletics, I think you're a lot of times gonna get opinions about a, cer- a certain situation of how it can be handled or, or whatnot. And I think you just got to go with what feels right for you. I think that how I always, I always, well, that's not, so that job I mentioned that I first got to Vegas for was what I thought was my dream job in the whole entire world. Um, and on paper, it was my dream job, but it was in that job that I realized that people matter more than the job and the culture man really matters more than the job. And I was the dietitian for like literally my favorite athlete on the entire planet. And I was absolutely miserable and unhappy. And it was totally incongruent with my values and and yada, yada, right? And so in those moments when you're just kind of growing and you feel like you don't have a lot of stability yet, you know, looking to leaders that you respect and how they carry themselves or what they would do having a huge circle of influence with um, friends and a community. I mean, I think community is really important and that's what something like CPSCA or or these these podcasts or whatever offer is just flooding yourself with with mentors and and feeling comfortable with asking for help and perspective from people you trust is really helpful in those gray areas because there's a lot of gray. Um, And so I, I think it's a really... I think everyone, and it's so great is everyone does it, you know, it's not like I only did it when I was young. I'm still doing it now because there's new challenges now. And if we can just feel comfortable building that internal network, you're going to, you're going to get so much advice and perspective. That's really helpful.
1: Yeah. And that will help you figure out where you want to be, but that's interesting to think like you thought you had your dream job but you're like, wait a second. Like I'm not, was that really hard or was it just
0: like so hard? Yeah. I, um, So before the UFC had the Performance Institute, you know, um, mixed martial artists had just um, nutritionists and strength coaches. And I say nutritionists because they're unlicensed um, managing their their nutrition. And I moved out to Vegas to work for a nutritionist because he wanted registered dietitians under him. And I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was, you know, really cutting edge. And it was, you know, unfortunately not a really, not a good fit for my family and, and, and whatever, And it was there that I learned um, what my boundaries were from licensure standpoint. It was there what I learned what my boundaries were from a personal standpoint. Um, I, I think I overthought myself to death, you know, that overthinking insecurity that young I mean, you don't want to talk is it imposter syndrome or no the overthinking or not that i mean I, they're kind of separate I just, it's just toxic you know when you feel like you're in a toxic work environment just to the core and all the things that come with that um you know i have been there if you're listening to this and you're in that like preach i've been there girl boy whoever you are like i feel you it's awful Um, But I'll tell you what you learn who you are in those moments and that's what helped me start to be able to peel through the layers when you're at a job and see clearly and I don't I no longer chase the title I chase the atmosphere I chase the day-to-day I chase the culture the people like I don't chase the title and I don't care about the title I don't care about if it's SEC or this or that like I don't care you know and because the truth is you're going to be miserable if it's not the right fit and you only you know if it's the right fit everyone knows when you're gonna you're choosing to white knuckle a situation and make it the right fit when it's not you know
1: <laughs> you're like inspiring me and i've like nowhere to go <laughs>
0: but it's true yeah. because yeah that's interesting
1: to think like you're doing your dream job but it's, if the people aren't there it's a nightmare job so that is and you're not
0: effective fun. because you're not your best self so you actually don't do a great job what was that seek the environment you're looking for the environment i'm saying that. oh i have no idea what i said but basically the
1: atmosphere you're
0: going space. out for the atmosphere
1: and the people yeah i yeah i don't
0: don't chase what's sexy, chase what's real. You know what I mean? Like that's the key. And it takes a lot of humility to navigate that because dream jobs pop up or those really pretty jobs drop up. But if it's not the right timing for you or your family or, or whatever, you gotta listen to that. Um, and don't do it because it might be the right job for someone else and not yours. Yeah. And
1: then if a big, big salary comes with that, it just gets more conflicting. But yeah, if you're not true to yourself, I mean, oh, that sounds horrible.
0: I was, I remember saying to my husband, which we're at Vegas, you know, in Vegas at the time, like, dude, I will put you at Thunder Down Under and let you shake it on the the strip for 20 minutes a night to let me get out of this job. Like, I will oh my god that's a bartending job i was a licensed dietitian and i remember just thinking i will do anything get
1: the grass gets greener she's made it
0: like seriously that's how miserable you can become and until you've lived that you don't know how to just you know keep your jets cool and have perspective when you're choosing a job um is this random that when clint
1: started at like that sarah was your that his wife was your boss or did I make that up or what's the circle? Oh, that's
0: small world. So when the day I quit my MMA job, the UFC announced that they were opening the performance Institute. That's funny, right? And, um, and that's hilarious. We would have been out of business So I'm so glad I'm out of there. Um, and Clint, you know, accepted the job as director at the UFC performance Institute and moved out there at obviously we connected uh, Vegas is such a small community and his wife's just as successful as he is. She was an athletic trainer out at of college. She was a thrower at Cornell track athlete hey, okay. and had transitioned into administration. And so when he came out here, she quickly infiltrated UNLV. And then within a year, she transitioned into the director of sport performance at UNLV and slid right over me and the other department. That's
1: so like amazing of just it like, so I they, didn't realize yeah. you had a background in Marshall. Like I wouldn't have known that was where you were working or I didn't know that. Right. But that's even crazier. I love yep. that.
0: Yep. Yep. And so it was hilarious to have a boss in a great way to have a boss that, you know, she always said, um, you're my second favorite dietitian or whatever she would say. And I'm like, well, it's going to be hard to beat out your husband, but you know, I'll give it a go. <laughs> That's awesome. How do you
1: optimize your body and maximize your mind to get the most out of every day? You need the right fuel and you need Momentus. Momentus offers high quality lab tested next generation sports and human performance products. One of their best selling products is Momentus Omega 3. Omega-3 is a daily fish oil supplement designed to optimize intake and most important omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. Their fish oil also contains a minimum of 90% triglyceride-bound omega-3s, the form of omega-3s found naturally in fish and most easily absorbed by the body. The digestive enzyme lipase is also added to further improve bioavailability. Go to livemomentous.com and order Omega 3s and use the code RDSnippets20 to get 20% off their products. That's rdsnippets 2 20 Thank you so much, for Momentous, for sponsoring this episode. All right. What is the best advice in your career up to this point?
0: Ooh. Um, hmm. Or multiple. So our our old AD always would say, this is a people business. Um, I love that. This is a people business. People matter. And that perspective allows you to always be grounded in what your priorities are. I think as a clinician, that is really important to not get conflicted and know that our what our allegiance is to, but then also when we're talking about vision and stuff that uh, it was huge. She led by example in every decision she made that it was a people business. I love that. Um, and then one quote, so faith is a huge part of my life. And there's a verse in the Bible uh, that talks about, um, like, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's Matthew 634. And basically, you know, what I take from that is there's enough today to work with, you know, I don't think taking on the unknown or taking on the next day really burdens you when you already have a lot on your plate. And early in my career, you're so consumed and a little bit overwhelmed with how much you have to take on. And it almost prevents you from moving forward because you get stuck in that kind of overwhelmed state and it keeps you up at night. And you think, cause you're, you're thinking about the details, but if you can just wake up, hit the day as hard as you possibly can, you know, in a great way, of course, when you lay your head down, down at night, I'll be honest. You're useless anyways. There ain't nothing left. You're you're not doing anything anyways. So just leave it, just turn it off and leave it because that'll allow you to somehow like recover, gain perspective, go back into your own life, which is so important, you know, be able to turn that switch on and off truly, um, and not take on burdens that you're not really needed to take on yet. And that's something that, in a niche where I see people um, disgruntled about sustainability, yes, environmental sustainability is so important. We you got to be set up for success on a basic level, right? Of course, otherwise you're never going to make it. But there also has to be a level of self management within yourself to create sustainability. And everyone that looks like that looks different for everyone, you know. Some people in athletics work out midday on their lunch to do that. Some people integrate the family and they, and they create, you know, the family goes to the sport games, right? And everyone finds their own juju of how to Im- implement that in professional sports. And for me, a lot of it is not taking on burdens or psychological um, carrying weight that I don't need to carry yet, you know, and it doesn't mean that I'm not passionate, but it just means managing myself so I don't get burnout. You know, that's, that for me was huge. And I, and well, I'm only two months in <laughs> I would stay, but eight weeks in, you know, I, uh, are you eight
1: weeks? Wait, what? It's I'm like, crazy. nah, I don't even know. Does, so does it feel like you've been here for a while? We were just talking about this before, but share with, do you feel like you've been there for a while or how does it feel now?
0: Is this is your second full-time sports position. It is. Yes, big role. well, third outside of, yeah, second full-time collegiate, yes. It does feel like I've been there a while, and it's honestly because of the people and the culture. It, it's a, you know, the Iowa State has a great culture, um, the town's awesome, and the staff that I was blessed to join are incredible people, humans first, and so I feel like they, the transition was really smooth, and I feel very blessed to say that. And it was just a good fit. You know, Ridge is from Iowa. My husband's from Iowa. We have some roots there. So yes, the transition was smooth. And, and yours was too, right? Yeah. So well, I'm laughing. It's only three weeks
1: in. I don't want to jinx myself. But I like left room for myself to be like, you know, give yourself space if it's weird or, you know, right. it, but nothing's weird about it. I'm like, am I okay? Like, it just feels like very normal. Like I never even like flipped a switch, but like in a positive way. Like I just feel like I'm one with nature.
0: <laughs> but do you feel like that's because you truly saw Yukon through? You in yeah. the and the timing of your next step was really the right timing in the sense that you were ready.
1: Yeah, I think what I didn't, I think yeah. So I guess my advice. I mean, this could be general advice. This case doesn't work for anyone else. But I do think if you're ready for the next chapter to you know move on and close the book you're probably ready, you know, but I think, you know, I was ready, but you know, you say that, then you're like, you know, if you're actually going to be starting this new thing, like, you know, is it what you think, or am I going to miss certain things? But if you have done everything you can, then you're not going to be like, oh, I wish I could have, like, I was ready for this next step. And I feel so grateful for the timing. I mean, I started my first job at, or I started at UConn the first day of school. So I was like, naturally, thrown in I didn't know anything oh. else so I wasn't like upset about it you know mm-hmm. starting mm-hmm. June 6th are you kidding me this feels like like I feel I like I'm That's the best part like, I feel like I'm cheating getting to meet everyone and understand everything and plan so it's it's cool like having the experience to then just like live out I don't want to say the dream because I felt like I was living the dream at UConn but it's like I don't know. You don't know what that next experience is like until you've had that experience. And I feel like that's what UConn did for me. And it's, it's just such a great feeling. Like it's so nice.
0: So it's so nice to feel, and this is what I feel from your energy, just seeing you right now and, and feeling your energy, but, um, to know that you were truly ready for the next step in every way that that meant. And, what that, I feel like what that did for me was, one, I was prepared to deal with, I was prepared to deal with stuff. Like I didn't have an expectation that it was going to be perfect. And so I feel like if you, if you think that every job's going to be, okay, this is where it's going to be fixed, you know, and perfect, you're already kind of set up for failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Not expecting it to be all rainbows and butterflies helps you have, you know, perspective. And when you've weathered the storm somewhere, and I mean that in a positive way, I really do. Um, when you've been through some stuff and you've been trauma bonded with other people, you know, at your place and you've gone to war and you've gone through a pandemic and whatever else, um, there's a level of humility that you live with and, and gratitude. And so, yeah, I'm excited for you. I, I totally agree. Thank you all right ready for the rapid fire oh goodness are you on tiktok or like i am you know i am not i haven't i see the reels on instagram that's why
1: you might know this one if not i'll help you through so do you know like the trend that everyone's doing like this guy's a 10 but and then someone be like he doesn't shower and then you'd be like oh he's a he's a six do you know what that is i don't
0: but i'm i am i do you
1: understand the concept though like Sure. sure. Okay, so ready? This sports RD is a 10, but.
0: Oh my God. um, This sports RD is a 10, but.
1: Help me. You can just say something that would like lower their rating basically. Well, I can say something that would be like negative or not negative. Right, of course. And then of I'll course. give the rating of what I would think that person would go down to.
0: Yeah, this RD's a 10, but they think they know it all. I mean, I've an expert in every category. Yeah, I think they go down to a four,
1: but they could go up to a six because I know it's not intentional, but yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, my first thought when I was thinking about this one that the sports is a 10, but they don't set boundaries.
0: Yeah. So I they're mean, like
1: a seven because they mean well, but it's not going to work out, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I do.
1: What does one do in Iowa? That's not really a rapid. I'm just more curious.
0: What does one do in Iowa? Not a trick question. This is just a question. Yeah. So, I mean, for us in our stage of life, um, you know, we were looking for that kind of family feel, community, um, integrate, and just have. Like fun things to do, a little bit more laid back, less city. I wanted to steal, I wanted to steal time back. Like I didn't want to commute. I didn't want to be in traffic. I didn't want to, yada yada, right? So like um we have a little pond behind my house. There's lakes around. Oh. I want to do the lake life. Um, be outside. Uh we're still close to Des Moines. It's not like we're out in the middle of nowhere. We've got Costco people, we've got, you know, things. My stepmom was like. So, like, do you have to get your eggs from like a farm? Wait, where are you from originally? I'm from Southern California. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we were actually, my dad and stepmom lived in Nevada, but she was like, do you have to get your eggs from a farm? And I was like, no, we have grocery stores. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. Oh no, 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 just live normal life like we all do. It's a little bit of a college town. So it's awesome because you have all these shops that you run into people and, you know, you get a little bit more of that small town feel. So you just feel connected.
1: Love that. Yeah,
0: I've never been to Iowa. I'm going
1: to have to go. It's good stuff. What are three qualities of your best intern or student worker? It can just be general. Or if you have someone in mind, feel free to shout them out.
0: That is such a great question. Um, my best favorite qualities, proactive. Oh, that's a good one. I love being able to like for someone to understand the parameters in place and go get it. I love it. Um, Number two, um, I would say asking the right questions, again, kind of like social awareness, wanting to grow, asking the right questions. You can just tell when the wheels are turning in the right ways and you're like, great question. I'm really glad you asked that. Um, And then I think number three, I'm so big on professionalism right now. I don't know why that is. That. We haven't really I, talked about like, that. That's good. Professionalism, I can teach you nutrition. I cannot teach you the unspoken stuff, right? And so professionalism builds trust and allows me to let my guard down and give you a lot of autonomy because I mean, I've had, I have a, a student, that um, really didn't even play sports growing up. She's gonna be a dietitian here soon now. And she was with me at UNLV for several years. Uh, every single head coach, when I left, like wanted her to be on the staff, like begged and had ha- isn't even a dietitian yet. They're like, we need her. We need her. Cause she's professional and dependable and high level communicator, you know? And she just can weather the storm. And those are the attributes. Like I care about the person more. I can teach you the nutrition. That's easy stuff.
1: Yeah, That's a good point though, about like people don't realize when you're interning somewhere or going to undergrad, and you're just under the dietitian. People don't think about like if that person leaves and goes somewhere else and then you become a dietitian. I mean, it's actually more of an exciting thing to look forward to unless you're not great at professionalism, but it's really cool to think what you're doing with that person in that time. If it's one year, six months, it really matters. And that's a really cool example of that. Is, was she your former intern at UNLV and she's gonna work? For yeah,
0: That's amazing. well and and how I got the Iowa State job was referent like was more of a recruiting style, not you know yeah. what the point is just relationships matter, reputation matters. and it, it's not trying to be in the cool club. It has nothing to do with it. It's just building a building a brand, you know what I mean? love it. okay, fell in the blank experience is the most important <laughs> like everything everything experiences everything
1: and if you don't have it right now go get some
0: <laughs> if you don't have it right now um know that all experience is good experience yes like like look for opportunities to grow because I grew at that skilled nursing facility. I grew at the corporate wellness job. I grew in every niche I've grown and they're all valuable. Don't, don't be disheartened if you're not like at a division one university yet. That was the other thing is when I wasn't at UNLV yet, I felt like I, ha- I wasn't in the cool cl- kid club. You know, I wasn't, I hadn't made it. You know, when I went to the conference and my name said dietitian or sport RD, but I didn't have a cool name attached to it. You felt like, you know, whatever. I don't even know it. That just, that doesn't matter. You know, you're going to get there. Just keep working and growing and you're going to penetrate whatever niche you're meant to penetrate. I love it. All right. Ready for the last question? I am. If you could tell your younger already self one thing, what would you say? Ooh. Surround yourself with more people than those that you think can do something for you. Ooh. I feel like when you're in that chase and you're like, gosh, athletics, again, such an opportunity for this. I'm not kidding. So much growth happened with befriending the head of equipment or- Mm, So true. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it unless you're in it. And everyone who's in it knows exactly what I'm saying. Don't just grow from the head football coach or the athletics director or the associate AD that's going to potentially give you a promotion. Grow from everyone around you. Everyone has really valuable experience and insight, and they're going to make you better. And surround yourself with the right people, not the important people necessary. I mean, the important people matter, but um, that's not all where your attention should go. Like have perspective. You can always tell in athletics, the people who only chum up with the ones that have prestige. And, and they're honestly, if you look down their lines of management, they're not that well-respected down the line. Mm. It's the ones that integrate and have a, just a beautiful blend of like blue collar, white collar. You know, if you're growing administratively, just give off that vibe, that they have been in the trenches and they have humility and grace and connection all the way through. That's, that's what thrives. And that's as a young dietitian or just a young professional, again, it goes back to not getting caught up in all the sexy things, just go with what's true. And you're going to, you're going to feel a little bit more fulfilled. I think.
1: I love it. This is so inspiring. I love that. I, I think it's just such a good reminder. I mean, I feel like I haven't interviewed anyone in a very long time. It feels like a while, but just you know, just reminding everybody it's, so you're so right. It almost has nothing to do about nutrition. Like it's, it's such a people business. And if you don't understand people and you can't connect, nobody cares how many carbs is in the applesauce. Mm-mm. They'll care if if you're a good person and you're there and you're in your present and you know, you care and you know, all that stuff. And I just, it's just such a good reminder. So thank you so much for sharing
0: all that. It's it's really I feel so grateful to be here. This was fun. I should, um, podcast you. Has anyone turned the tables on you before? Um, I don't think so, but I feel like I've shared enough throughout. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm up for
1: ideas. I'm up for ideas, but yeah, I'm like, who wants to hear from me anymore? But, uh, I love it, but thank you so much for coming on today and just sharing your advice. It's just really refreshing. So appreciate your time.
0: Thanks, Liz. It's great to connect. Um, Great to see you all or hear from you all and stay in touch. Feel free to reach out if you guys ever need anything. We're all in this together. Yes. New directors. Anyone who's just like has one ounce of
1: anxiety of something new or whatever, like please reach out to Nicole and I, like you need something, just don't hesitate. There's so many of us out there and we're more than willing to help, but thank you for reminding me to do that.
0: <laughs> please. Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, have a great night, Nicole. Bye Liz. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on Sports RD Snippets. I hope you found our conversation helpful today. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Share the podcast or tell another Sports RD to be or sports dietitian about it. If you can rate and review the podcast, it really helps the show and is much appreciated. Remember to follow along on Instagram at Sports RD Snippets to see what Sports RD guest is featured each week. I'm super excited to bring on my upcoming guests, so stay tuned. I'm Liz Waluca and thanks so much for listening.